Hello, listeners. This is It's My Time by Roger Yeager. I'm going to let this play, and then we'll get into the program. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. I'm not impatient, just tired of waiting. Turned every stone, but none could cure my cravings. I've been so close, I've seen almost another near miss. It's just the way it goes. My life, been waiting for something to satisfy. Kept finding nothing, used to listen when I was told it'll work out down the road. Well, I made the climb. Now it's my time I like that song a lot, man Thank you Yeah, it's, it's got good energy to it It's yeah. got, yeah, I like it Positive vibes, it's, it's very cool Yeah Yeah, I like nice. that song Welcome to episode 143 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with Roger Yeager. He's a musician who currently resides right here in Redding, California. Roger, thank you for coming. How are you today? I'm good. Had a great weekend. I went to Yosemite. Nice. Yeah, that That's awesome. My, uh, first first time there. So it, that was awesome, but I'm, my body's still a little sore, I think, from all the, <laughs> the hiking and the walking. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. I've never been there. I, I would love to go one of these days, but... I, I hear it's totally worth it. Yeah. yeah. Especially like this time of year, spring, you know, it, it's just getting out of the winter. It's yeah, yeah, super nice out there. Yeah. I want to give a special shout out and thank you to all the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate you all. And I want to give a special shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Black Rose Coffee and Tea. And now a word from them. This episode of the Blake Mayfield podcast is brought to you by Black Rose Coffee and Tea. Are you starting a brand new diet and want something organic and delicious? Want to support a locally owned and operated family business? Have you ever tried peanut butter in your coffee? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should try out Black Rose Coffee and Tea. At Black Rose Coffee and Tea, you'll find all sorts of pairings you won't find anywhere else, such as the white chocolate and peanut butter blend called the Ecstasy, organic on tap kombucha, and the chance to make your furry best friend Instagram famous through their at dogs of Black Rose page. Visit Black Rose Coffee and Tea at 9539 Old Oregon Trail in Redding, California, open seven days a week. Bring the kids, dogs, or whoever you hold near and dear to you, and rethink the way you coffee today. And without further ado, let's get into it, man. So, literally, maybe 10 minutes before you showed up, I realized you have a performance tonight. Recording (laughs) this on Monday the 2nd, putting this up tonight. So tonight, Monday the 2nd, if you're in Chico, California and happen to hear this, at Secret Trail Brewing Company, you will be performing. What time is that? 5.30. 5.30 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then I didn't really know where to kind of start with you because I know we met at Squire Room right. a few weeks back, which yeah. is honestly the first time I've run into like a musician or someone that uh-huh. happens to be somebody yeah. and it's just drinking or just hanging out. Right. Um, and you were there with a buddy of yours and I was like... I, my buddy George shouted to him. He, he wasn't able to make it, but he was like, oh, let's get your podcast out there. Let's do it. Let's tell people about it. And then we happen to run into a musician, you know, yeah. someone like you. So before we go into that, I just want to ask, how do you land these gigs? And, and, and do you choose certain spots? Is there certain, like, you want to do, like, bars or breweries where it's a little more laid back and chill? How do you go about doing your performances and deciding where you want to perform? Yeah, well, so you kind of look around, you see who has music in town. Um, and e- even so for Secret Trail Brewing tonight, I, I jumped on Instagram and I was looking up different breweries because I know from playing in the past all over the country that breweries have music a lot. So 
Uh, I've only been in town for a year and a half. Things have been opening up the last six months or so, a lot more. So I jumped on uh, I jumped on Instagram. I was looking up one of the breweries around town. Saw saw some guy was playing music at like Farmer's Brewing down a couple, like an hour and a half south from here. Yeah. So I jumped on that guy's Instagram, and I'm like, where is he playing? And so he's... He's all he's playing all over the place. He lives in Chico. He's kind of playing playing around there. Um, so I saw that Secret Trail Brewing has music. So then I jump on their Instagram and I send them a message saying, "Hey, how do you guys go about booking your music?" And so I'll, I, you kind of jump around. You make phone calls. You send emails, and um, it's uh, it's like a you know it's like a sales job. Yeah, you just reach out and see what happens, and then if you don't hear back, you try a few more times, and uh, eventually they get back to you or they don't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I totally understand that doing the the podcast thing, uh-huh. and and going back to how we met, it was funny, kind of how all that like what are the chances? You know what right. I mean? And and you're someone that like you're super well traveled. Says like you've resided like in India before and stuff like that. Do I have that right? Yeah. And then Redding, uh, originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma, though. Yeah. I remember when I got back to you because you gave me a business card of yours, uh-huh. and you got back to me. It was a nine one eight area code. I didn't know. Yeah. And it said Oklahoma, and I'm like, he's from Oklahoma, so I definitely want to like bring that up as well. Yeah. So well traveled. Why why go to places like India and do all these things? Did you ever, was being a musician not the first thing you wanted to do? Was it just traveling? I mean, have you always wanted to get into music and tour off it? I mean, what is the reason for doing? Because not a lot of people go out of that far away from the U.S. or minus right. even leaving the country. Why did you want to do that? I I <laughs> don't fully know. Um, I, I wanted <laughs> to do music since I was 13. Uh, started playing guitar. At that time, started writing songs at that time, had a band in high school, and then I went to college in Nashville at Belmont University, so I was studying music, um, like learning classical and jazz guitar, and and practicing hours and hours a day, and, and uh, I got really attracted to Indian music, and specifically okay. the sitar, um, and so an opportunity popped up to to go to India and actually learn sitar from a, a guru, and uh, so I did. So I moved to India when I was 19. That's crazy, man, 19. Yeah. When did you come back? Uh, ab- about a year later. Okay. So I just spent a year over there, thought I might stay longer, but I, I got pretty sick and then kind of had to make the decision to, oh, I think it's time to go home and, and uh, get well. Gotcha. So, so went to college in Nashville, originally yeah. from Oklahoma. How do you end up in Redding, California, of all places? Because this is not <laughs> even like top seven on biggest cities in the state. Right. And how, how do you end up here? Yeah. Um, so I moved. So after India, I moved back to Oklahoma for like six years. Then at that point, I moved back to Nashville to to kind of like give music a serious go, and um, spent. Seven years in Nashville, and I, then I was on tour. I did like a five-week summer tour, 2019. Um, traveled all the way from Nashville to Iowa, Colorado, then through the, the northern states to Washington and down the coast and then back. And uh, my last stop was in my hometown, Tulsa, and I met a girl at a show um, who had been she's she's from Tulsa originally too, but she okay. uh, she had moved out here to Reading five years ago, um, and so so then we dated long distance, and then uh, kind of came to a point where it was like, what are we doing? So I decided to come here. 
2013, you released your debut album, Beacon. How old were you when you released that? 28, 27, 27. 27, okay. Yeah. So the traveling to India and all that was a while before yeah. the music came about. So music was not something, if it's fair to say, it wasn't something that was like first on your mind, I guess, when, when you were 18. It's something you kind of found? Yeah, I mean, I was doing it, but I, I, I think that especially when you're younger and you don't have a lot of business sense, then you, you have kind of this, this hope that it's just going to happen. Right. You know? So I, I would go play at little coffee shops and, and go do things, but, um, I, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't know what to do, I guess. And so t- 27 was when I moved back to Nashville and I'm like, okay, I'm getting serious about this. and I'm going to actually try instead of waiting for someone to come knock on my door and tell me I'm great. Right, you know, because how often does that happen? Here's it's, a record deal, guy. Yeah, yeah, you never got to work for it. Well, I mean, Nashville is a great hotspot, man, because obviously country music and stuff down there. But like, oh, yeah. it really does feel like L.A., Nashville, New York, Chicago, uh, maybe like Miami. Those are like the very cultural music spots in the country. Right. You know, there's not a lot of other spots where you'll find music and people that are as passionate about it as it is in those cities. Did you not find that in Oklahoma? Is that why you want to kind of move away? Or was it a thing of like, I want to grow, let me get away from home. I want to become, uh, you know, from a boy to a man. Yeah. Why move from Oklahoma? Well, I always miss Nashville, for one. So I uh, did my year of college there. I loved it. Uh, but, you know, moved to India. And then and then my options uh, at the end of India were, it felt felt wiser or safer to go home and, and be with my parents because I was I was sick and I just needed needed some familiarity um, but yeah in Oklahoma I mean Oklahoma has has bands and it's it's not impossible to make it in the world of music from from a place like that but um, there is something about the mentality in that in Oklahoma, you tell someone you do music, they say, "Oh, that's great. What's what's your job?" And then yeah, then the difference when I moved to Nashville, where doing music was celebrated, and I'm surrounded by people who are actually making a living, doing creative work, and and have a have a mindset that it's possible. And and the industry's there. There's record labels and and publishing houses and, and all, all the people you want you would want to connect with, and they're they're down the street. You can go to a coffee shop and hear people having music business meetings. And um, it's just, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's just yeah. a really different kind of atmosphere. You're kind of ingrained so, in it there compared yeah. to Oklahoma. Cause I mean, yeah, they got a, what is it? Capital records, capital Nashville or Nashville cap capital, something like that. And that's yeah. a humongous, like oh, yeah. in the country music scene, that's where all the major artists are signed to. So, it, and they all do their business down there. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's kind of like, that reminds me of, um, LA. They say LA is a very creative place. A very like you go there and like, if you want to make an entertainment business, which seems like everyone does, but like it's accepted. They don't look at you like, yeah. So what's your job? Or like, yeah, but what else do you do? You know what I mean? It's yeah. So I definitely understand that. Yeah. Why did you want to do music? And also I says like one Republic's one of your influences. And, and I see that in the music. It's, it's like, is it a fair to say it's like a pop and folk kind of thing? Yeah. Maybe more more folk than pop um, in yeah. some instances. But I've noticed between the second and the third album from 2015 to 2018, like a lot of growth. And that mm-hmm. is, I'm trying to, were you about 23, 24 in that range, somewhere around there between each album? Uh, or or so, no? Yeah, so I got started a little later. So the Beacon 2013, I was 27, 2015. So I was 29, about to turn 30. Gotcha. And then 2018, 
33. So, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So did hitting 30 in between that stretch, was that kind of something that was realized on the following album? Because it sounds like there's a lot of growth. There's some maturity there. There's definitely just like some realizations of some stuff. And it sounds like maybe... I'm not going to say you felt like you were running out of time, but people at 27, mm-hmm. if they don't have something figured out, they feel like they're kind of like, they almost hyperventilate in life. They're like, what am I going to do? I'm almost 30. This is crazy. Yeah. I'm lost. Was there anything like that going into the last album that you put out? Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think there's, even especially in the music industry, then there's sort of a, a desire to, to skew young want you to be younger if you're going to get if you're going to get signed to a label it's it's to your advantage if you can sign when you're 18 or 20 because then they've got you know they can get 20 years out of you and that's right it's way more revenue than someone signing at 40 uh you know uh, so i i think i felt that and and I've, I've had to to wrestle with that from time to time am i too old did i wait too long to do this and um but I, in some ways, in some ways, no, like you, you can, you can, and I'm, and I'm doing it now. Like you can connect, you can find the right crowd. You can connect with the right people. You can find an audience. Um, but even the concept of the album. So the, the 2015 album is called start over. Um, and so for me, that was like a, like, Oh, I moved back to Nashville. I'm giving music a go. I kind of had given up on this dream and now, starting over and then the, the 2018 album is called fall off the earth which is a song about taking risk and that's what i have been growing in between like between 27 and 33 i just had been learning to take risks and you know what let's spend more money than i've ever spent and make this good album and, <laughs> and uh, yeah let's, let's buy a house for the first time and and uh so i, I tried a lot of things i'd never tried before in that window and so that that album reflects that i think yeah because i and I recognize that. It sounds, I like to say I have a decent year for music. I like to think I have a de- decent year for music. The production sounds more expensive, if you will. And that's yeah. definitely a thing in music. I mean, there's, you know, your pop artists, your, your tier one artists, their music or production sounds better because they have more of a budget to make it sound better. You know, better producers, better studios, better, you know, mixing board, whatever it is. So I, I definitely noticed that, uh, that jump at, to fall off the earth. And like, yeah. even on the intro song called fall off the earth, it sounds very, it just comes on right away. And it's like, you know, what you want to do not to say you didn't on the other projects, but like, you, you know, you were going for, it sounds good. It sounds like you took your time with it. Um, cause three year layoff between the second album and the third one. Mm-hmm. And you know, three years, I, I think is a pretty good, you know, anything after that, people start to kind of maybe forget about you anything before three years. It's like, you're putting out too much. Yeah. Do you ever struggle as an artist to find that balance? Cause now it's like oh. fast food, microwave music, but not everyone makes that kind of music. What do you find is the best spacing out wise for releases? Cause nothing's come out since, uh, I mean, you put out a few singles of course, and I want to yeah. get into this later, but nothing yeah. since November, 2018, during COVID, that's come and gone. I mean, right. what is kind of like the thinking, if, if you will? So it's it's tough now because uh, so that Fall Off the Earth album, the it's eleven songs, and if you look at, I can look at the plays on Spotify and go, okay, so the first song got listened to a bunch of times, and one other song I s- sort of pushed got listened to. A bunch of times, not as many times as the first one, but everything else, hardly at all. And so, because people don't buy CDs anymore, um, the, so the the 
experience that I had as a kid where I, I'd buy the whole CD and I'd listen through the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, I, Tear the package I really like the first five songs and the the next three songs suck and then, the, the, you know, the the last two or three songs are get good again. Uh, people don't have that experience anymore. Right. Unless they really love an artist. And so it's hard to justify, okay, so if I'm if I'm spending between two and three grand on one song, do I want to put out 12 songs at a time? Or do I want to put out one song at a time and promote that really well? Because the other side of it is you have to market it too. Right. And so they... Which also costs money. Which costs money. I mean, it, for good marketing, yeah. yeah. Right. And they say, you know, you should be ready to spend half as much money on marketing as you did on creating a song. Something like that. Um, and so... So that's that's what I've been wrestling with lately. So even even right now, like I have... I have three different songs I'm recording right now, but they will all get released as singles sometime this year. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. So just a different. I'm just trying things. So just trying a different mode. For sure. So. Have you ever heard of? Uh, he's a hip hop artist. You ever heard of Russ? I don't think so. He made a uh, uh, What They Want, Losing Control. Uh, he, he does like R and B and some rap stuff. Okay. His strategy is kind of like your sounding. He put out, I think like 14 mixtapes in a matter of like five years and realized that like the first song on SoundCloud yeah. and Spotify was getting played. Everything else was just, maybe like one other one, like you said that you push or has a feature. So people yeah. tune in for that. And then he started doing something to where every week for like, I think a year and a half, he put out just one song yeah. every week. And then just, that's how he got famous. How he got his first record deal. So it sounds like, yeah. and that is true in the streaming era. I mean, cause I personally did music back in the day. I, I tried to rap in high school, but I noticed that as well. Like nice. first song people are going to, you know, like it or dislike it, but they're yeah. going to listen to it. After that, it's like, good luck, unless it's a feature, unless you yeah. push it. So, you know, I've noticed that, you know, like, It's My Time, single from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you did a, a your own cover of Little Drummer Boy as well, right, yeah. in December? I saw uh-huh. that, yeah. I didn't know if that was an original song. I was like, this might be a Christmas song, but let's see. And it, it was your own cover, which was really nice, by the way. Thank you. And so I think that's a good route. I, I, just personal feeling. I, I I think that's that's good. Just doing the single thing. And do you ever see yourself making an album again? With that being the case, though, I mean, because I feel like as an artist, artists naturally want to make a whole body of work to kind of catch you up, quote unquote, on how they've been, what they've been up to. Um, and like you said, there's certain artists that people will always tune into. You know, they're like I love like Kendrick Lamar. In two weeks, I'm uh-huh. listening to that whole album. It's been yeah, five years. Totally. But if you're a casual, it's like, well, let me know when the hit comes out. Let me know when the single drops. Right. Do you feel? pressure or do you feel like i don't know if i can never do a whole album again or are you going to do a whole album it's just a matter of when not if i think i think it's a matter of when i'm it's it's interesting how musical tastes sort of change and and then even uh, the songs i've been writing the last couple years are are a little more chill and i'm finger picking them a lot and i'm kind of like man maybe it's time to just lean into this folk thing and actually try that like the it's my time is kind of a, you know, a crossbreed, because you've got the folky sort of sort of sound behind the 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 pop drums and all that. Um, but yeah, I have I have a few songs that I that I feel like would fit well together on an album, so um, uh, that'll probably happen. Okay. Yeah. Discovery, NASCAR. How how do you get your songs? to like big networks and, and, and events like that? Like, do you send them in? Do you do the Instagram DM thing? Cause it says on the website, like your songs have been featured in, in commercials and promos and stuff. And that's, that's a big deal, man. And mm-hmm. I, I assume it's 
a decent check, you know, besides the point. But like that's still that's a pretty big deal to get your stuff on a cable network that people, you know, people love. I'm not sure exactly what shows, but even like NASCAR, people love NASCAR. Millions of people watch NASCAR. Right. Um, how do you reach out to these people and and get your songs to be played like that? So that batch of stuff, um, I I hired people like hired people that specialize and they they have relationships with the music supervisors from various shows and. So this guy in particular, a uh, company called Tenderbox, based in Minneapolis. So he took he took my start over record and kind of pitched it to all these people. So they, they added it to all their libraries. I'm not actually sure if any of any of those ended up placing a song, but I did get a song on a movie last year uh, called what's it called Lights Lights Camera Romance something like that. Okay. Uh, so a nice. Hallmark style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, movie. Um, I haven't actually watched it yet, but but uh, yeah, it's on there. And I got I got paid a small fee up front, and then I'm supposed to get paid royalties after that. So we'll see. Yeah, what, what that kind of paycheck is like. But so far, so far it's small stuff. But uh, it's my time has been placed on hold by a bunch of different music supervisors, which means they're they're interested in it, but then. When it comes down to making the decision, they've maybe got twenty others they placed on hold. So that one has gotten close several times. So I think I think it's just a matter of time before someone grabs it. But gotcha. Yeah. Do you record at like the Sound House here in town? You ever heard of the Sound House? I have heard of the Sound House, but I I've not been there. Do you have like your own setup? No, I I don't like recording. I well, I I don't like being the the engineer. Um, gotcha. I have worked out of Black Box Studio. Okay. Which is, it's uh, the address is Yuba Street. It's sort of behind Final Draft. It's on the, the back side of that. Yes. That area. Yeah. Um, so I've recorded, I recorded Little Drummer Boy there, and one of the songs I'm working on, I'm recording there. And then I've, I've done a lot of guitar work for other artists that are recording out of there. But uh, Luke, Luke Randolph, I don't know if you know him, but he, he runs that. I feel like I've heard that name. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I know the Soundhouse. I used to record there. Uh, did a couple podcasts there. It's super professional. I don't even know if it's honestly still around. I certainly hope so. It's a beautiful recording studio. Um, I think it is. But yeah, right yeah. there on Market Street, just like right down the street from Squire Room and stuff like that, next okay. to Maxwell's. It's it's nice. How long have you been in this area, by the way? How long have you lived here, Roger? I so I moved here officially October twenty twenty. Um, okay, but spent three months. Spent that summer out here. Um, just rented rented a room. And just to kind of feel it out, so gotcha. Yeah, so al- almost two years, roughly, if I count those three months, because I moved, I came here in June, twenty twenty, to okay to feel it out. So gotcha. Yeah, did March twenty twenty kind of hammer you down like it did oh, the man. entire world? It seems like yeah. Because I was wanting to ask you about that. I noticed that you released a song right at the end of two thousand nineteen. Didn't drop again until January twenty one. Mm-hmm. One can only assume two thousand twenty was chaos like it was for it seems like 98 percent of all of us um your 2020 and we don't have to get too far into it if it was bad or anything but why no music were you working on stuff you just didn't like it sounds like you did you know you moved from maybe nashville or wherever you were staying at before um why no music have you been working on music in 2020 Mm -hmm. or or, you know during this time of covid because now we're kind of post-pandemic it seems like you're back outside with your tour Uh, music sounds like it's on the horizon was it just a matter of just living and, and trying to figure stuff out, or or what was going on in the last couple of years for you? Yeah, so 2019, I played upwards of 150 shows that year. Wow. 
so spent time. spent like yeah, spent like four months away from home. Played played lots of house concerts all over the country. House concerts and breweries and and uh, I did some colleges too. I was I was on a with an agency that that books at colleges. Um, so that was some of that was okay. Some of it was just so lonely, honestly. Because when I would tour, I'd just get in my car by myself and drive all over the country, and then um, wow. So I was I was kind of burnt out, kind of tired. And then 2020 rolls around. I've started dating this girl who's out here in California. We're trying to figure out what. Okay, what does this look like? What does this mean for my life? Am I going to move away from Nashville? Um, and then the pandemic hit, and all all the shows I had booked for the rest of the year canceled, basically. So I was forced to stay put, and in some ways it was so relieving because mm. it, it meant that I could I could rest, that I didn't have to travel all over the country by myself. Um, in some other ways, I also didn't know what to do. Like I lost, I felt like I loss of purpose. Like oh. Right. I, you know, what do I focus on now? Okay, I guess I will. I guess I'll finally fix the door at my house and finally patch the roof. You know, just <laughs> like everybody else, like sort of just what can I do? Okay, Home Depot is open. I'll go there. <laughs> like, right. You know, um, so, and I honestly, I didn't even, I don't think I wrote for a while. Uh, but when I when I came here to Reading that summer, then I, I connected with a lot of musicians here and, and uh, then started writing helped helps a girl named lauren kelly write a whole album that she released um so i stayed busy it's just i i wasn't writing songs for myself during that time very much was writing songs for other people gotcha so yeah that's one of the first you're one of the first people i've hear say 2020 was kind of a relief i feel like i was going very hard and i needed that break i mean a lot of people felt i know i personally felt like that i worked all through everything and and only got a break when i had to do it for personal reasons but that's interesting that you say that because a lot of people i especially in the music industry i feel like they'd be like man i got screwed over at all these tour dates i had i had an album ready to go i had singles blah 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 and yeah and you're like no like i got to sleep uh-huh. i wasn't as which even saying i wasn't as lonely i don't know if those are your exact words but that's what it kind of sounds uh-huh. like you weren't as lonely in the middle of you know the pandemic when everyone realized just how lonely they were and how many issues yeah. they had you felt relief well, you know, and it was a combo of things because at the same time, I felt relieved, yes, but also, I also had disappointment about having so many things cancel. Sure, like great paying shows. Like I had a show booked in Spokane at a at a college, and that, that was going to pay so well, and, and so it was, you know, so there's still aspects of it that are exciting. And, and it, when you're doing music and you are getting paid, then it feels good. It's like, oh, this is working. I'm not, I'm not a starving artist, right? Um, but, yeah, the combo of things. So some relief, and then uh, it's definitely a, a hard time at the same time still. So, right. Yeah. When you're creating, are you trying to sound like your influences? Because, you know, you, you list some of your influences on the website and stuff like that. Is it, are are you trying to create something off of? Let's just go One Republic because they sure. were listed. I'm more familiar with their music than anyone else, really, in the pop 
I don't want to say, I don't think they do folk music, but they do kind of like, they, they, it's like maybe rock, like soft, it, it yeah. straddles that line, if you will. It always yeah. has. They always have. Yep. But you're one guy. You're, they're a whole band. Right. So do you ever try to, I guess what I'm asking is who else are, are your musical influences? Because I hear a lot of One Republic. I hear a lot of, uh, and, and I like the pop stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else that you listen to for inspiration? Is there times when you're creating or you're doing stuff where you're like, I don't want to sound like them, and I feel like this sounds too much like so and so. I don't want to feel like I'm copying. I mean, where do you find that balance at? Because a lot of people either don't care or mm-hmm. they think too hard about it, and then they end up, you know, it's like I hate the song now. I listen to it 50 times. I'm not putting it out. It sucks. Yeah. Do you go through that in your creative process? Um. Oh man, I I kind of a loaded question. I I didn't really know how to present that to you, but it's okay. Uh, I mean, some other influences, big influences. Coldplay is one. Um, mm-hmm. What's, I'm trying to think of what has stuck through because I have a lot of random things. Like I, I have sometimes I lean a little bluesy, and so I love Johnny Lang, but not everything I do is bluesy. Uh, probably everything I do might might fit a little bit with Coldplay or One Republic, um, but I I draw influences from so many places, and there are times, I mean, there are times I've written songs with somebody else, for example, and. So we'll say, I'll say, okay, like what, what are you feeling? Or what, what's some, who's somebody you're listening to right now? And then we'll pull up a song uh, from Adele or mm. some random indie band I've never heard of. And, and I might, I might, something in one of those songs might kick off an idea for me. So I might borrow part of their chord progression or their beat or something. So there, there's definitely a lot of like uh, borrowing that happens as a, as a musician. You have to be That's careful. Music. You don't want to like copy something. You don't want to steal. You don't want to steal it. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta kind of steal it. I so. do think stealing and borrowing, especially in music, or it it reminds me. It's like stand up comedians. I think they can kind of borrow stuff too. Just don't steal it. Either give credit or just try and make it your own. I mean, there is a yeah. it's a fine line between the the stealing and the and the borrowing. Let's take a break real quick, Roger, and we'll sure. get back into it. I have some more questions for you. Um, let's take a break. with thirty minute mark? Sounds good. To to California. Uh, did fourteen or fifteen shows in that window? Booked a booked the like a it was like an apartment living complex in Chicago. Um, so a buddy of mine had told me about it. Said, yeah, I played up here. Like they they kind of had a good crowd. And so I played on the the roof of this uh, apartment building, like twenty stories. Oh wow! And so then then they had a, a parking garage, and then the whole situation was kind kind of strange. And then I had to lug my my sound system up the stairs I had to take not up the stairs sorry uh up the elevator but it took like mm. six or seven trips because i could only take little pieces of it right times so it took me it was all much longer to set up then uh, so i got set up on top of the roof played for like three people and <laughs> then had to do it all in reverse and bring everything down six or seven trips Pack it back Jeez, in the car. Man. It was uh it was exhausting. But it was one of those it was one of those shows that makes makes you go, Why am I even doing music at all? This sucks. Um Yeah. But then on the flip side I had some great shows on that on that tour. So yeah. What year was uh, that? What a time range. This was twenty twenty one last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I had a couple others, like there was one time so I used to play down on Broadway. In Nashville, mm. uh, so that's where all the nightlife is happening. There's there's yes. bands. There's like 
25 different bars. There's live music in every single one of them. Um, so I used to play in like this acoustic duo with my buddy Dan Bell. And there were a few times I would bring my sitar down to Broadway. Well, sitar is such a chill instrument. It's not really the greatest for like a rowdy bar situation. Right, right. And this one night in particular, um, so Nash- Nashville's pretty notorious right now for um, bridal parties, so they'll or bachelorette parties. So okay, you know, these girls will come. There's a group of ten of them, and they're acting all crazy. And so one, <laughs> one girl. <laughs> Uh, How family friendly do we have to be? Honestly, dude, yeah. it's not family friendly. You could okay. you could curse, say whatever you okay, want. Okay. I didn't tell you that before I, you came yeah, in, but I yeah, no, this podcast asked, is rated R, dude. You can okay. say whatever you want to say. So um, I was keeping a classy for you, but no, that's great. <laughs> uh, so I've got the, the sitar, and then and then there's a girl from a bachelorette party walks up. She's like, "Hey, um, can I take a picture with your sitar?" Like. We're, we're playing this game, and we have to go find things that look like penises and take pictures with them. And so this girl wants to take a picture with my sitar because it kind of looks like a penis. Yeah. And I'm, you know. Just, Odd. Just as a <laughs> as an artist who, like, I love this I love this instrument, and I love this sound, and I love my craft. And, and I'm like, you want to take a picture with a penis-shaped instrument? down here again yeah <laughs> it was it's not worth it it's one of those so things it was one of those like what is happening right now sort of moments so have you I, i'm sure you've heard of uh morgan wallen yeah. um have you heard the song broadway girls Lil dirk morgan wallen no talking about yeah talking about the broadway girls in in nashville uh, he's I talking about i met her down it. at al dean's i think I'm, oh, i know al dean's got a big bar or something or another down there you would be more familiar with it than yep. i am yeah. um but yeah, it's actually a pretty good song. I mean, I'll show you afterwards. It's a it's a okay. big hit down there too. Like if you check the Apple Music charts in Nashville, it's still on the Nashville one. Nowhere else, uh-huh. just Nashville. But they like that song down there. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> Broadway has a reputation for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking during the break. You have a new collaboration out with Mike Jeezy. Yeah. Right. Is that yeah. how you say it? Okay. Uh-huh. Shout out to him. I want to ask you just about that because it seems like it's a little different than anything you've done. Yeah. As far as like it's in the vein of like hip hop and you're doing the hook. You have a, a verse on there as well. How different of a collab is that? Who's Mike? Is yeah. he a friend of yours? Do you know him personally? How did that come about, that collaboration? Yeah, so I met Mike on tour one summer. Uh, we we did this thing called the Extreme Tour, which is uh, they, they basically travel all over the, all over the country um, do shows in parks and in kind of rough areas. The, the goal is to try to connect with, with kids from low-income communities who maybe don't get to see music. Um, and so with that, then they, they try to have a diverse uh, musical offering. So it's like, yeah, I played my acoustic thing by myself and then Mike Jeezy gets up there and raps and then there's a metal band that plays kind of this, this music mayhem concert every time. Gotcha. But, uh, so Mike and I rode in my car together for like five of those weeks or something like that. And, uh, but he, so he would hear me play my songs every night that we played and, and he, he mentioned to me, he's like, Hey, what would you think about doing a collaboration? Like I really like this song and that song cool if we could do something together I'm like, yeah why not and so it, it took a, it took a couple of years before we finally did it i think we recorded that in 2019 
And then oh wow! But then with the when the pandemic came, um, you know, it sort of put the stopper on a lot of things. Dash the plan a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and then he's he's down in Atlanta, um, and I was in Nashville, and then in California. So it's not like we see each other a whole lot, right? Um, but then yeah, so then finally he was kind of ready to to release it, and, and so we made it happen just a month ago. Gotcha. Yeah. I want to ask you about Squire Room, man. I want to yeah. go back to that. Is okay. that one of your favorite spots here in town? I'm born and raised here yeah. in Reading. I, I love San Diego. I honestly don't get to travel very much because just the work I do and stuff like that. I, I keep things local. And that's one of my favorite spots. I, I'm only 23. Haven't yeah. been going there very much, very long. Um, is that one of your favorite spots? Is that somewhere where you might even want to perform one day? Something like that. I don't know if you perform in, in lounges, quote-unquote. I mean, yeah. breweries are kind of in that vein, but that's more of a lounge. Uh, mm-hmm. Squire Room is. I, was that your first time there when George and I met you, or is right. that a frequent spot for, for you? So that was my second time there. I met I met the owner uh, on St. Patty's Day because I played at Westside Wines. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. so, so she was there, and then... Um, Liked my music, was like, oh, I got to come have you play at the Squire Room. And I gave her my card. And then I had a buddy the next day say, hey, I want to go check out this place called the Squire Room. You want to go? And so the the first time I went was like the day after St. Patrick's Day. And so then when I saw you, it was the second time I'd been there. So I I like it. It's cool. It is Um, cool. I like the music they play. I like the... uh, um I don't even know what uh, is it silk? Uh, like, the, like the silk couches in the back. Right. It's it's very like retro. It's very seventies yeah. and eighties. It's cool. Yeah. Only thing they're missing is a disco ball, man. Oh, I man. swear that would be great. <laughs> but yeah, so we've talked about doing music there. Um, but I, I don't know. I think the owner is not sure it's going to work, or uh, it's it is kind of an awkward setup to to do it. But yeah. But I would like I I've been playing at the whiskey bar a lot. Are you familiar with that one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Marcus Street. Yep. Huh. Yeah. So okay. Every, there's music every Thursday night in there, so I I do kind of you the same pop thing. in down yeah, there and pop in. Okay. And play my acoustic and dude, take, that's take cool. Co- take requests and play all kinds of songs and it's, it's yeah. Great, so, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, you ever been to the Steakhouse next door? That's my favorite restaurant yes. in town. It's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I don't get anything but steak there. Like if you're gonna go to the best steakhouse, in my opinion, in town, you gotta get steak. But there's yeah. a lot of other great stuff there. Um, that's really cool, man. I didn't know yeah. that you did that. Yeah, right next to the Cascade Theater. Would you ever mm-hmm. want to do something at the Cascade? I mean, it's it's oh. a theater, so it's you know it's got a lot of seats. I don't know if you'd want to do something that big. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest concert you've done? Um, biggest concert probably three thousand, three three to five thousand. Oh, okay. Like oh, Cascade's right up your alley. Yeah. 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 Drop the new album uh, and, and go to Cascade, you know, and yeah, kick something yeah, off there. I don't. I don't know if I could draw that many people yet. That would be awesome. I'd love to do that. When I when I played for for the thousands, it was in I was a in my high school band, and we got to open for a band called Skillet. Uh, yes, at a in Oklahoma City. Um, that's that's dope. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Skillet's show. a big deal. I, I don't know if a lot of people know of a lot of people are into rock and stuff these days, but uh-huh. I, I used to be way into it. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. yeah. That was in where'd you say Oklahoma City? Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, okay. so a long time ago, but. All right. Who are some of your favorite collaborators or your favorite? Well, who's someone that like you got to get with them every time? Someone that you haven't worked with that you want to work with? Are there any like mm-hmm. dream collaborations in, in in the music industry? You know, someone that you've grown up, you know, admiring. I mean, who 
Who's your favorite collaborator, and then who's your dream collaborator? Uh, we'll break it down into two parts. Yeah, uh, so there's a guy named Ryan Poole, who he's originally from San Diego. Uh, oh, met, awesome. Met him in Nashville, and he's he's in Nashville now. But I recorded both the Start Over record and Fall Off the Earth record with him. Um, lots of fun to work with. He pushes me hard. He works harder than I do. Um he is an amazing, he's amazing at so many things. He's an amazing musician, amazing producer. He's amazing with video. Most of my music videos I've done with him as well. And we've, we've traveled, like we've traveled all the way to, well, we did a, a video in San Diego and we did a video up in Oregon. And then I had him hmm. with me on tour for another one where we, we had like eight different stops and he would film the, each show. And um, so we've just made a lot of, a lot of stuff together. And, I, and one of the songs I'm working on right now, I'm working on with him. Actually, he texted me earlier to tell me that he's he's got version one of a song we were working on uh, last time I was in Nashville a few weeks ago. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so he's he's my favorite. Um, who, who would I work with? I mean, I'd love to write a song with somebody like Ryan Tedder. Well, not somebody like, I'd like to write a, write a song with Ryan Tedder. Or, sure. Yeah, yeah, why not? Chris so, Martin? Chris Martin, why not? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. What inspires you to write music? We talk about who you want to collaborate with, people that you have chemistry with, uh -huh. but when it's just Roger, when you're just chilling, traveling, I mean, like, how do the ideas come to you, and do you write at night? A lot of people, a lot of musicians, and even me doing podcasts, I find that I have more fun at nighttime mm. doing it. It's just, it's quiet. I feel like I can focus in more, mm -hmm. you know, the, the outside world's, you know, asleep, you know, for lack of a better term. Um, what inspires you to write music and, and is there a certain time of day? Is there a certain environment you got to be in yeah. to sit down and craft? Yeah. Uh, all kinds of things inspire me to write music. What, one is I, I think I just love it. Like I love the feeling of like I can sit down and play guitar and just kind of get lost in it. Um, so there's something to that. Just letting it flow through you. Um, and then as far as what to write about, it, I get influenced by different, different life experiences. Um, I, actually, I keep a list of song ideas in my phone. So if I hear someone say a phrase or something that's interesting, then I'll, I'll go, oh, that could make a great lyric or a great title for a song. And so uh, I'll write those down. And then, uh, and then usually, honestly, these days it's, it's hard to feel inspired you kind of have you you have to schedule it you have mm. to i kind of have to schedule my right okay, okay. I'm, I'm writing with my friend luke wednesday at one o'clock that means i'm going to use that time to write whether i feel like it or not because because when i was a teenager i just you know oh i f i feel these big emotions so i'm gonna just i'm just gonna do it just gonna do it get my guitar out go to my room for four hours and <laughs> <laughs> sing my guts out but yeah uh these days i don't know you get older and then you have bills to worry about and, and other all kinds of social adult life things. stuff adult yeah, stuff you start you know? adulting yeah yeah so you it's almost like you kind of have to to say well all right i'm gonna schedule my creative time because if i don't it's not gonna happen um that's yeah. interesting yeah and i don't i'm not really a nighttime writing guy like i i've done that but these days these days i'd rather write at 10 in the morning and 
it kind of because my mind is fresh then um it feels to me if i don't know to me it's work i'm I'm not like doing music as a hobby so if my if i schedule writing time it's like no this is this is my work time um and i don't know i just when it gets to nighttime i'm kind of drained and hanging out usually hanging out with my girlfriend or something so yeah yeah or i if, if i'm at home i'm like okay it's just time to turn my brain off and just watch a show or something so gotcha yeah that's kind of like um akon had this great story about eminem a few years back that i heard about where eminem literally does like nine to five monday through friday mm-hmm. like eminem does not work more than 40 hours a week on music he does not go yeah. before 9 a.m past 5 p.m and he, it, it's a boundary you know you know eminem's obviously clean lifestyle he's changed a lot since when he was Slim Shady, you know, anyone yeah. that's even a remote fan yeah. knows that about him. But it's interesting. I, that, I always thought it was weird that he had, like, a set schedule and treated it like a job. But it sounds like uh-huh. for you, that works well for your creative process, too. Because some people, I feel like, uh, obviously, I'm in the realm of hip-hop a little more, being just my age and stuff. But someone oh, like right. Kanye, I can tell Kanye does not have any boundary. He works whenever he feels like it. He does whatever he yeah. wants. And that works for him. But for you, um, and I just find that interesting that you literally schedule it and block it out. Like it's a corporate job. I assume this is your one job, right? You don't do anything else but music. Well, it's it's the thing I spend the most time on. But I also I've I, I do some lift and well I don't do lift anymore. Never mind. I do DoorDash and Instacart. Oh, okay. Some, and then I also do some real estate. Uh, so I own a couple properties and and rent them out and and I do That's the, cool. the landlord thing. So I I have my my hands in multiple places, but. Um, music is the definitely the one I'm most passionate about and want to see succeed the most. Being a landlord, 2022, that's that's a big deal, man. Everyone's yeah. looking for property right uh, now. Yeah. Is is that tough? I mean, I, I don't want to yeah. make this a landlord podcast. I don't know how many people that'll appeal to, but like uh-huh. being a landlord, does that is that stressful? Do you like it? I mean, people are looking for places and it's sky right. high right now. How does that work out for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been okay. Like, so I I bought a house in Nashville in 2016. Uh, lived in it, and, and I rented out my other two rooms. So that house hacking, um, yeah. And so then when I moved here, I just rented my room out. And then, like I've had a couple turnovers, but everybody living there is like a, a single guy that I know from some point in my life somehow. So that's worked well. Haven't really had any major issues um, with that. And I and I go back to Nashville every few months, and I get to I get to sleep on the couch sometimes, and I'll I'll just check on the property, make sure it looks all right, and the, the guys the guys there are doing an awesome job. They're they're cleaning it, they're like taking care of the yard. Nice. Um, so I've got that's got some nice. solid solid guys there. So that's been that's been a, a blessing for sure. And then I I so then I bought a house here when I moved out here. And I rent out one room here. Um, so that's been and that's been easy too. So. Great, great I'm guy sure. living with me here, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. What should we expect a new album from you? A new album? Well, Haven't gotten one since 2018. <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there anticipating this. I mean, it's yeah. been a long time coming for you. Do you plan on doing something this year? It sounds like I mean, we talked about going the single route. Is an album even a thing anymore? I mean, who knows? But what do you plan on doing? Are, are you working on an, an album now or even an extended play, something that's just five mm-hmm. or six songs? I mean, what kind of comes next for you in 2022? 2022, you can look for three more songs as singles. And then I think next year will probably be at at the least an EP. Okay. For sure. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Five tracks, six tracks, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Will the three you release be included on that, or is that a totally separate entity? Let's just do something from scratch. Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. Probably not. I probably not all the songs I released this year would would fit in an album cohesively, but I don't know. There's there's more to figure out, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> it's a process for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You have a lot of tour dates coming up. Uh, Westside Wines on May 12th, Farmers Brewing Company May 14th, Fall River Brewing right here in Reading May 29th, a private event May. Or May 28th for Fall River, sorry. Yeah, May yeah. 29th is the uh, private event. Uh-huh. Uh, so you're going to be on tour. You're going to be around. Where should people go to find tickets? Where should they go to, to see you at? Do the, uh, Where should they find you, I guess? Yeah, I mean, you can hop on my website to get all those tour dates. So rogeryeagermusic.com. Uh, and then I don't I don't remember if it's shows or tour. Or either, you can find it. You'll find the button, though. It says tour, uh, yeah. Tour. Okay. I'm on here right now. And Gather then, downtown June 3rd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so yeah, I keep my schedule up there. Um, I'm I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. So if you if you search Roger Yeager music on those, you'll find me. And so sometimes I'm posting shows on there, but I'm also posting pieces of my life and you know doing the doing the social media thing. Okay, awesome. A- anything else you want to talk about that I didn't, I didn't touch on by chance? I, I think I knocked everything out, but I don't know if you want to keep going. We're at fifty minutes. 50 so, minutes. I don't know if you want to get this to an hour. You have the show tonight. Um, I'm going to try and put this up as early as I can to cool. get that out there for people. But, uh, yeah, I'll tag you on Facebook, Instagram, and stuff like that. And, awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you want to promote. Um, you know what? I am. There, also, I've been in this, this music business mentoring program sort of thing. So I'm, I've been uh, – that's been interesting. But I'm running all these Facebook ads to, like – kind of funnel people into getting to know me as a musician and I, and I'm running like a street team also. So if you're interested in getting more connected, uh, then I have a street team up on Facebook and then also you can, you can sign up to get some emails and stuff and kind of get, uh, more exclusive offers, that kind of thing. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, you can jump on, uh, facebook.com. I don't even know. I think I think it's Roger Yeager Street Team is the the URL at the moment. But Roger Yeager uh, Street Team, okay. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's what I got. Sounds good. I'm glad to see you're back out here. To be honest with you, I know that 2020 and even last year. I mean, for musicians still trying to bounce back and stuff, it was it was kind of just weird. trying to figure it out. So yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we got music coming and you're on tour. So things seem like they're back to normal and. Yeah. And I, I'm happy for you, man. I'm going to try and make it out to one of those shows for sure because I appreciate you coming through today. And, and it's you never know who you're going to run into at a, at a cocktail lounge on a Friday night. So it's true. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Roger. I appreciate yeah. you, man. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. So catch Roger tonight at the – what is it called? I'm sorry. I don't have it pulled Secret up Secret Trail Brewing. Secret Trail Brewing in Chico, California at yep. 5.30 p.m., right? Yeah, 5.30 to 7.30. Okay. Is it free to get in? How much does it cost? Yeah, free to get in. Free to get in. Just the expectation is you, you buy something there. So, gotcha. Yeah. Secret Trail Brewing, tonight at 530. Appreciate you coming on, Roger. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I'll be back sometime later on this week, and I will see you guys later. Have a good day.